All right. Hey, good to have you with us today. Uh, whether you're watching or you're listening, uh, when we start this thing on Saturdays at 1030, or whether you're watching it or listening to it some other time, we welcome you to the table, around the table. Uh, it's a joy to be with you today and also to share this experience with Pastor Kevin. Yes, sir. He's with us this uh, morning or this day as well. And uh, hey, in front of us, we've got some what looks like really good food. I'm, I'm a big fan of Middle Eastern Absolutely food. Absolutely, same here. I've always said that I can't wait to go back to the Holy Land, man, where I can have some truly authentic falafels and pita bread and all that good stuff. It's one mm. of my favorite foods, I think, outside of Mexican food. Really? It's Middle Eastern food. Uh. And so today, uh, this actually is not my favorite place, nah, uh, Kev, but it's still I, good. I think it's still good. Why don't you let our listeners know where exactly uh, we got this food from today? Yes. So again, we are not sponsored, but we are lovers of food. And so today we are eating from Sahara, a taste of the Middle East. It's found in Rancho San Diego. Um, and it's good. So we, we got some falafel going on. You got the plate. Got I got the, plate. the wrap. Uh, and we're going to enjoy some, some good food today. We're going to enjoy some good food. You know, when you get the wrap, that means you got to wrap something, Kev. So it's got it's to come a little bit. So I want you to think about that, which you're going to wrap oh, for mercy. us before, uh, before we, we end uh, our show for today. You know, uh, you know it's actually funny. So uh, back, back, in the, back in the day, um, when I was the religious vice president at PUC, this is going to be like one of the most embarrassing things I wish I never did. Uh, but I can't the, wait to hear it. The first Vespers of the year, I actually... Uh, did a rendition of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air intro, but I made it PUC did you? version. Yes. Is there some? Is there a way that we can get that? Do you have that on video? I don't. I no. We never recorded oh. it, but I I still know it by memory. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it today. Okay, not today. <laughs> but but it was uh, just a little taste. I started off at Pacific Union College. We're here uh, to praise on the holy hills where we spend most of our days. Chilling out, maxing, all right, relaxing, all cool, shooting some prayers up all around the school when a couple of teachers, they were up to no good, started giving homework when my day was good. I missed one final test and I got scared, so my friend said to find someone who actually cares. I whistled for some help and Jesus came near. He said, bro, you've never looked worse. Have you checked in the mirror? Come on. If anything, I could say this encounter was rare, but yeah. I yelled, yo, Jesus, please help. I'm so scared. Mercy. I pulled up to the church around 7 or 8, mm -hmm. and I yelled to the devil, yo, home, smell you later. later. Look to the Lord. I was finally there. Pull up a message. No. Listen to the message. Pull up a chair. chair come on. Bum, 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 bum. Dude, I'm impressed, bro. My goodness, man. I didn't know you had that in you. You know, it's funny. I, I said I wasn't going to do it. And, and you did it. Doing it. And you did it. And you did it. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm grateful for it because uh, now I know not only are you oh, uh, our youth pastor, but now you are a, a, a youth pastor that can rap. Oh, please, no. No, no. We it, know what we're going to do. One time, one time only, That's never it. happening again. So before you leave, man, we're going to do a uh, some type of uh, show that we can have, <laughs> you know, where people give their show their gifts and their talents and all that good stuff. A variety show. Oh, mercy. And you're going to be the opening act. Bro. Oh, man. We'll see about that. Right, let's get into uh, our discussion for today. I don't even know if I can get into the discussion now, man. <laughs> now I'm thinking about that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song that is from PUC. I'm sure all oh, your man. PUC fans and everybody who's uh, from PUC is grateful that you gave them a shout out. No, they're all cringing right now. Like, oh, my goodness, Kevin. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. So... Kev, uh, the Bible regularly talks about God doing new things in our lives. Yeah. And um, we've been talking over the last couple of weeks about uh, 
God doing new things about how our soul is and this desire to go deeper with God. And uh, today we are going to do just that. Yep. Uh, but we're going to do that by looking at uh, the temptations of Jesus uh, that uh, we find and read about in the Gospels. But before we, before we go there, uh, I want to read a couple of scriptures that uh, will kind of set the table for us. Yep. And uh, as we discuss some more about this new thing and this language of a new thing and a new creation uh, that God is doing. So I want to invite you, um, Kev, to read Isaiah 43 in verses 18 uh, to 19 today for our listeners. Uh, If you're following along, uh, we're we're in Isaiah 43, 18 to 19, if if you have something in front of you to read. But why don't you read that? I think it's a great setup for our uh, conversation today. Yeah, definitely. It's one of my favorite verses to, to, to read and to know by heart. So let's, let's go ahead. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Mm, come on now. God is doing a new thing. I, I think that... That's a pretty good way to start the new year off as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just this idea of, of, of new things, this theme of doing new things. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 kind of picks up on that, Paul's uh, writings here. And he says in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 24, That, however, is not the way of life you learn when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Mercy. Newness. Doing something new. And we want to invite you to this new thing that God is doing. I mean, we're doing a new podcast. It's a brand new year. We're starting a new series in our church where we're inviting uh, our church people and those guests and everyone watching to go deeper with God. And this idea of going deeper um, and, and shedding off this old self and, and doing something new is probably one of the more difficult and challenging things to do. Yeah, I agree. To shed our false self and authentically live our new true self as it is in, in Christ. Leading yourself is, is one of the most difficult things to do. And so one of the most important things, Kev, that, that I think we can do is consistently be honest with ourselves. Mm. This invitation to daily be honest with why we do what we do, why we feel the way that we feel. And really to look at the words of Scripture, of God, of Jesus, where we're told that God is doing a new thing. Mm. And God is wanting to do a new thing in our lives. And God is wanting to, to take us into this new experience where, like, every day we're doing something new. Mm. And I think the most important thing that we can do new every day is to focus on this new self and removing this false Mm. self because because watch this Kev it is so difficult to truly know God if you don't know yourself absolutely 
if you don't know yourself. So what we're going to do over these next three weeks is um, I want to focus on the temptations of Jesus because I think they outline for us some of these false masks and identities that Satan offers each one Hmm. of us, that Satan offers each one of us and sends our way. You know, Kev, can I ask you this? Why, why do you think it, it's such a challenge, especially today, mm. in, in, in this culture that we live in that is so hyped up with social media? Um, and, and from a young person's perspective, mm-hmm. what do you think is the challenge that pe- maybe people your age and um, people in their teens and, and 20s and, and 30s, um, why, why is it such a challenge to, um, to be authentically you? What, what, what's, what's going on here? So I think, I think part of it is the fact that we set unrealistic expectations, mm. right? And we're so focused on trying to be who we're not instead of focusing on who we are. Come on. And so I think, I think for myself, and, I, and, I, and I'm speaking from experience here because I think uh, back in the day, I was so concerned on what other people thought of me. Mm. And uh, the reality is I showed people the, the things. Well, I, yeah, I, actually, I did not show people the things that I did not, did not like about myself, mm. right? And so I would hide, uh, I guess, those part of myself that I did not like. Mm. And so I'd only show people a version of me and I wouldn't necessarily show the whole picture. And I, think, and I think part of the reason why young people tend to do this is because I think at a younger age, you have a, a greater desire to fit in wow. and to be accepted. And so when, when people don't, or, or really there's more of this fear of like, man, I, if, if I act the way uh, I'm currently acting, will people actually like me or will people accept me? Um, and I think the same goes for when you're in a relationship, right? Back to the whole idea of you can't, when you said something about um, you can't expect to know God if you don't know yourself, right? right? right. The same goes for r- romantic relationships too. You have no business being in a romantic relationship with anybody mm. if you don't know who you are first. Wow. Because if you aren't, if you're not like content with the person that you are right now, if you're not happy with who you are outside of a relationship you're not going to be happy with yourself inside the relationship because mm-hmm. it carries over right and so in the same way when it comes to god right we can't expect to 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 be happy you know in, in that whole thing well actually what i would say i i'm actually going to contradict myself okay, at this point because i feel like the more you know god the more you know yourself mm-hmm. And I think that's so interesting because uh, I, I forgot who, I, I think it was C.S. Lewis this, that says that the more we know God, the, the closer we get to God, the closer we are to truly becoming our true selves. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, we're never more like ourselves than when we are with God who, who shows us who we were originally intended to be, yeah. right? And so we end up, you know, changing that whole thing, thinking that, we can do it on our own when in reality the only way to do it is if you explore a little deeper that relationship that we're supposed to be developing with God. Yeah. And that's good. I, I'd also say to that uh, that if you don't know who you are then you lose sight of who God is. Mm. And so it is, I think we're saying the same thing and it's so important for us to, to know ourselves and to know our true selves um, and to identify those areas of our lives that, that may be hidden or masks that we may be wearing. Mm-hmm. 
And in this uh, culture that we live in, I, I think it's so easy to feel that way. Absolutely. Because of the way things are, are marketed today mm -hmm. and stuff that's in our face. And we're going we're gonna to talk some, some more about that. But let's, let's go into this first temptation of Jesus. Uh, again, we're, we're talking about some of these false masks and identities that Satan sends our way. Mm -hmm. And the first one is, is found in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. And I want to read this as we, as we listen together and discover that uh, false identity that the enemy offers each one of us. Mm -hmm. And it happens. It, yeah. you're, you'll see this. It's, it's going to come around. And if you haven't experienced yet, you will. And here's, here's what happens in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. The tempter, that's the devil or Satan, came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Hmm. This first temptation, I think, Kev, is, is, is centered on my worth and my value. Yeah. And attaching it to what I do. Notice how the devil says to Jesus, if you are the son of God, mm -hmm. tell these stones to become bread. It's almost as if the devil is tempting Jesus to say, you know, you've got to do this if you are the son of God. Yeah. Um, that somehow you doing this makes you valuable or makes you worthy or uh, identifies you as such and the struggle I think for me at times and, and I don't know if it is for you is to kind of always be in performance mode man. yeah it's to always be like relevant I always want to be fresh I always want to be on top mm. of things I, I always want to make sure that like that I'm I'm in the game um this couple years ago I don't know if you were here when 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 the Chargers left but you know the Chargers yeah. they're in LA now whatever but uh, <laughs> Chargers are, are are in LA um, and I follow them every now and then now they got a really good quarterback I, I enjoyed um, our former quarterback that we had uh, Rivers there but they got a, a, a new quarterback now that's, that's that's a rookie and he did great anyway but um, one of my favorite players was LaDainian Tomlinson hmm. And he's a running back, probably one of the greatest running backs ever to play the game. But I always felt like in sports particularly, I don't know if you resonate with this, that's like you're only as good as your last game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like so you so the idea that you can be like solid and you can be on top of your game mm -hmm. and people can love you and you get these huge contracts, but as soon as your performance goes down, yep. then it's like nobody cares about yeah. you. Yeah. Nobody cares about who you are anymore. It's like, where were you and what did you do for me? It reminds me of that song from Janet Jackson. <laughs> you know what song I'm talking about? No. You don't know that, huh? I don't really, I, I'm not, I don't really listen to her music. You don't listen to her music. Well, you're probably too, too young for that. But I, She doesn't rap, but I ain't going to rap. But there's a song that, she's, that, that she sings that says, What have you done for me lately? Hmm. What have you done for me lately? Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. Ooh, yeah. And, and so, like, I feel like that's, that's the temptation, man, mm. is, is to constantly be in that, in that mode, that struggle with, man, like, I, I want to perform. I want to do right. I want to turn these stones into bread. 
because like my identity is tied to mm. that. And so if I do that, then I feel good about yeah. myself. And if I don't do that, then I don't feel good about myself. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with culture, bro. I think culture asks the same thing. What have you achieved, right? Oh yeah. Kev, what have you done? Like, what have you done in this church? What have you done in your relationships? Mm -hmm. What are you doing with your life? And it's this constantly, constant battle to achieve things. Yeah. But why though? Why is that so, man? So, so it's, it's interesting that you say that because like as I'm reading this, right? Yeah. Uh, Matt, so, so I actually, ah, man, the Bible says not to, to talk about this like this, but like I was fasting earlier this week, right? Okay. I mean, it's not to brag, but I just felt like I needed to, to do this for myself. And so my friend and I, we did it to hold each other accountable, support each other. Um, Yo, that's why you were struggling to walk in the door today. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. Sure. No, and, and so it, it, it's interesting because imagine you're Jesus. Mm. Right before he gets tempted, he's in, he has fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. Right. So Jesus is at his weakest moment. That's right. But what's interesting is Satan isn't attacking Jesus' divinity. Mm. Jesus is, or Satan is actually attacking Jesus' humanity. Mm. Because it's his humanity that's showing in that moment, right? right? And, and so what, what he's actually doing or Satan's tempting is that human side of Jesus because it's a very human reaction to try to prove something. Mm -hmm. That's why he's asking if you are the son of God, if you are who you say you are, prove it to me, mm -hmm. right? Prove to me that, you know what, you, you are this high and mighty God because from what I'm seeing, look, you, you look so weak, so pathetic right now in this state. Like, are you really him? And so... Um, I think I think this need this need to perform, right. this need to show up. Uh, a lot of time, really, what it is, it's it, it's try, you're trying to prove your worth. Mm. You're trying to prove that you know what I am valuable, right? And so it, it's funny that you you were asking all these questions. I was like, dang, they were like shots to the heart because I was actually thinking like, what have I done <laughs> while I've been here? You know, but the reality is like, it. I've, I've asked I ask myself those questions all the time mostly because it's my natural tendency to do is just think and overthink all sure. the time. And so for me, as, as I've asked myself these questions, I think the big thing that, that, that I want to check myself is, am I doing a good enough job? Mm. And, and, and you got to ask yourself with whatever you do, are you doing it for the right reasons? Mm. Because ultimately, yeah, it's being honest with yourself, man. Why do you do what you do? Yeah. Yeah, and so like when it comes into this context, right, or at least you know into my context in in pastoral ministry or in my relationship, right, it all has to do with your intention, mm. because because you, if your if your mind is is only like I'm gonna perform just so I can be acknowledged, then your heart's yes, in the wrong right. place. That's right. Because at the end of the day, you're you're fighting with yourself because even though you're you're, you're meeting an impossible standard. Because it's like, oh, have I done enough? And it's like, no, you're constantly going to want to do more. This is why with people with money, right, once they've hit their, their goal and they've made so much money, they're still not satisfied. They want more money. Want more. And it never ends. Yeah. So for me, it's, it, I have to check myself and say, like, what, what is the reason for why I'm doing this? Is it to get credit for it? Or am I doing it simply because I want to be able to make a difference, right? That's the context that I'm in, right? Okay. So, so for our audience, right, when when they're trying to figure out why why they're trying to show up, are you trying to do it to impress other people? Are you trying to do whatever to impress that girl? Are you trying to do whatever to impress your boss, to, to get people to say nice things about you? Or do you just do it simply because you are so comfortable in who you are, you enjoy what you're doing, so you make the best out of your situation, yeah. right? And so when it came to what I was doing here, right, what I've done here the past two and a half years, 
I had to re reshape my thinking and, and shift away from, from how much am I doing to why am I doing it and what's the difference that I want to accomplish? Because once I, I switched that mentality, I realized like, you know what? Now I'm not trying to meet this impossible standard. Now I'm just trying to pour into people, yeah. right? But again, you can't pour into people if you have nothing to pour. That's it. No, that's, that's a great observation, man. I, I appreciate that. And I, I think we all resonate with that. I think all of us uh, are, who are driven uh, and, and want to accomplish things and, uh, you know, want to do things and want to make a difference. I think we ask that question, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we always, perhaps some of you more than others, struggle with this desire to, to always be in this performance mode. You're on fifth gear, man, and you don't come down because you think that's, like, that's where your value is and that's where your worth is. And I think the trap, the trap for us and for those listening and, and watching is that earthly success will tempt us to find our value and worth outside of God's invaluable love mm, for us. Wow. And so sometimes, as great as success is, what happens is when you become so successful, and I'm not discrediting that for, for you know, I want to be successful yeah, in what I do. I want to have a successful church. I want to be a successful pastor, a successful father and, and husband. Um, but we've got to be careful if, if we are so performance-driven or our priorities are in the mm -hmm. wrong place or we are not honest with ourselves that we find ourselves in that trap where, where we are now so, um, so much pushing for this, this success that we actually think that our value comes from those things yeah, exactly. instead of God. And that's the mask that I think the enemy, Satan, is throwing our way. Absolutely, yeah. That's the thing that he's offering, this fake identity that he gave to Jesus. Like, you do this, and then you'll be the same yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. You do this, and then you'll be worthy, and then you'll be something. And the truth is, again, if you're, if you're a Jesus follower, we know what the solution is. Mm -hmm. The solution is Jesus won already. Even at his weakest moment, Jesus yeah. won. The solution is you are not what you do but what Jesus has done on, for you. That's beautiful. You're not what you do, friends, but what Jesus has done for you. And as long as you continue to be mindful of that, to meditate on that, there's something that, that brings us down to earth. Yeah. No matter how successful I am, that's not what defines me. Yep. I am who I am because of what Jesus has done for me. Absolutely. And dude, that's across the board, bro. Oh, yeah. That goes from, from, from my professional life to even when it comes to my, my emotional life and when it comes to, you know, the things that I do. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to salvation, you can't take credit for nothing. Nope. And it's sad when people get to that place, man, where they get so high or they get, they get so successful that it's the success that actually is the most damaging for them. Well, I would even add to that where sometimes it's even it, it's not just in the success mm. it's even in in the lows mm. because the reason why people feel low is because they're attributing uh their happiness to their lack of success wow. right so because they aren't they haven't been successful they aren't happy right and i'll and i'll give a short little example of this so sure. before right like because we're talking about an identity issue essentially right mm -hmm. and and the big thing is i used to attribute my identity to my relationships, mm. right? And, and it wasn't so much my, my friendships, but it was more my romantic relationships. Okay. And so if like my romantic, if, if things weren't going well with my girlfriend, um, I wasn't happy. In the same way, if, if, if things weren't going well in my relationship, my relationship with God would be tanked. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And in the same way, if my relationship with God wasn't doing well, right, then my relationship would have been do- doing well because I would try to 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 kind of find the, the source to my happiness. And as much as like I try to grab to make sure that, you know, what that 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 the person would would help me feel like love that would help me feel like I had a, a purpose or I had identity. Right. But, you know, to, to and I'm, I'm speaking this specifically now to my young people, because okay. I feel like when when you're young, right, you, you fantasize like finding that person. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, once you find that person, you'll be whole and you'll you'll be you'll be happy. But if you're not again, if you're not happy outside of a relationship, right, <laughs> you're not going to be happy in the yeah, relationship right. because a person can't make you happy. A person can't, you know, define who you are. Right. And our worth isn't found in that person. And it wasn't until I stopped looking for my worth in another person that I was actually able to find myself yeah. because I didn't, I didn't attri- attribute my value to a person anymore. Right. It was my worth was found in what you just said. My worth was found in Jesus. Yeah. And once I hit that breakthrough, I'm telling you, like when, when I started my relationship with Vanessa, I already came in established, happy with who I was. And so now, you know what, like we still have a, a long way to go, but I've come a long way since then. Yeah. And we've come a long way since then, and and I, you know, we see it. You know, we're we're at our happiest when our when individually, we are doing well. When and it's more more so when we are doing well spiritually, right? It, when we are so connected with God, right? And, and and when you bring God into a relationship, it's something beautiful. But again, you need to figure that out on your own before you can bring someone else into it. Yeah, that's a great observation, bro. I, I really, I really appreciate that, and, and thank you so much for sharing. Because you, you're right on the money, and if if we don't find our value first in God, and then we'll we'll try to find it in something else, mm-hmm. but it will never give us that success that we truly are looking for. Because the other things will just fail, man. And there's a level of peace that comes mm-hmm. from that. And again, we're talking about being our honest, true self. Yeah and not living that false self or that false lie or that false identity that thinks that we need these things to be happy. Yeah. And it's a constant like theme that we have to embrace every day, man. Yeah. We've got to remind ourselves every day because the culture is going to twist you and throw you the other way and make you believe that you have to have those things or you have to be in that performance mode in order to be happy in order to feel successful in order to find joy but our joy comes not again from what we do Mm -hmm. but it comes from what jesus has already already done done. yeah and i think it's a great way for us to end our our time together by reading this passage of scripture in first corinthians chapter 6 19 and 20 such a beautiful passage of scripture from from the apostle paul Mm. and i think it's a great way to end our time today and it says this do you not know that your bodies are temples of the holy spirit who is in you whom you've received from god you are not your own kev you were bought at a price and that's a high price Mm. therefore honor god with your bodies wow because you're bought at a price it's hard not to preach man because (laughs) you are bought at a price, nothing you do will ever be able to compare to what God has done for yeah. you and the price that God has paid for you. So no amount of money, 
no amount of um, material things, no amount of success will ever be able to compare to everything that God has done for you wow. and me. You're bought at a price, exactly. man. And because we're bought at a price, Kev, we should rest in that, that we're so valuable, we're so important to God, that again, my performance isn't in what I do, it's in what God has done. Yes, yes. And you and me today, we can rest with that joy, man. Absolutely. That we're bought at a price, man. Bought at a price, bro. So I thank God for that joy today that you and me are bought at a price. And that's why, you know, we, we live with joy, man. Yeah. That's why we, we keep our heads held high. That's why no matter what we go through in life, man, we just, we're going to be okay. Yeah, definitely. Because we're bought at a price, man. And if there's anybody that has given us the greatest performance, we know it is the Lord. Come man. on. Came all the way down from heaven to earth, bro, to give us this. So you're bought at a price. Listeners, you're bought at a price. Absolutely. So live your life in such a way because you're bought at a price. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, also, thank you for those who have given us feedback. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, we that. definitely do. Got some text messages, man, and I, I just I'm, I'm thankful for those uh, who are listening. Uh, if this content is helpful to you, you can always share the content. You can like and subscribe to our channel. Um, to our podcast channel and uh, we we just want to continue to bring this great content yeah. to you and if you have any suggestions any oh, feedback, let us know please please let us know we're having a great time we hope you are too and we'll see you again next week for our second temptation we're going to look at uh, in the life of Jesus come on yeah it's been a good conversation with you all right we're going to continue to have these awesome conversations here at the table but we also you know listeners man it, it, honestly uh, your feedback is actually super essential, right? And the reason why it's so essential is because it lets us know what we're doing right and what we can improve on, right? Because like, you know, day in, day out, right? We're having these conversations, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure that it's landing, right? That it's resonating with our audience. So let us know. Uh, feel free to text Pastor Ruben, email him, ruben.rios at lmavenis.org. Or if you want to reach out to me, you can do kevin.galeano at lmavenis.org. But don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, right. leave a review, yep. uh, follow us on our Instagram page, Alam Avenist, uh, and it's going to be great. Yeah, listen, and, and if you really enjoyed uh, Pastor Kev's rap that he did <laughs> of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, P-U-C style, come on, just drop a note and, and let us know. I'm sure he'd love to read it. Oh, mercy. And uh, he'd love to hear uh, about his uh, future that he's got uh, no, rapping. No. All right, y'all take care. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye.